I'm trying to tell you, baby. I'm in Cairo running hip hop by the numbers on Twitter. You see hip hop statistics, highlight the big picture. Brian Bertie for Fenham, what highlight the fifth element hip hop with knowledge. And welcome to Dishes. Baby. Austin Powers about it. Recorded, baby. About to imagine doing something for doing like recording for like seven days. Seven days. Just like just just doesn't matter. Let's say streaming. Just seven days of streaming. Like, like, doing whatever doesn't matter. Just, just there. They had this um. They had this thing in Australia. They called a band in a bubble, and it was this band called Regurgitator. And they put them in a in a thing in a bubble in the middle band of the city. And they they had a twenty four hour channel feed, like live feed of them recording an album. And it was shit. It was boring. It was useless. It was good for the first day, and you're like, oh wow, this is really cool. But then after that, it was like so boring. It's like oh. They're recording another song. They're playing another thing on the guitar. They're laying down some more drums. And they just did it over and over and over. It's like, oh, okay, this is actually not interesting at all. To be fair, if an artist you actually enjoyed did that, you'd be on that. Like... <laughs> yeah, probably. I'd just, I'd be on that. Anyway. Hi, Ben. How's your week been? What business this week? This week, I got into Yeet's new album. Uh, which I thought was very meh in comparison to what he's dropped in the last couple of albums. Apparently, it's going to sell 70k, so people are obviously liking it. But uh, I've always been a bit big Yeet defender. I've said that you know a lot of people say his music sounds the same all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but like sometimes music sounds the same. You know, there's a lot of bands out there that make the same kind of album over and over again, and people love that. But yeah, he just sounds completely absent on this album. Uh, normally, it's his vocals that kind of the way that I like to listen to Yeet is it kind of drags you out of everyday life because it's just so absurd at times. It's just so like maximal and in your face and there's so much distortion and Yeet's lyrics are just so removed from your own daily life that you just, yeah, you just get dragged out. But it, this album just felt straight up like background music, which is not what I want at the moment. I don't want to engage more with real life. I want to engage less with it. So yeah, it was not... It was not not really for me that year down. It was disappointing. Uh, Suicide Boys and Shakewell dropped an EP called Shameless Suicide. I think it's brilliant, man. It's stacked with bangers, uh, a lot of sobering truths, difficult emotions, addiction issues. Um, yeah, it's a good album. It's, it's kind of delivered in a place of acceptance of the issues that they're obviously suffering through. Uh, and it's just on top of bangers, man, like contemporary bangers. It's, it's, it's solid. I, I was kind of wishing it was longer than an EP. I haven't really tapped in with the Suicide Boys that much, to be 100% honest. Um, maybe I need to go back and listen to their actual discography because I really did enjoy this project. Key Glock, Glaucoma 2. Um, great I, name. Say, sorry? Album name, great album name. Great album name, Glaucoma 2, yeah. Uh, is is Unfortunately, the, the album didn't match up with the name. Um, and I'm a massive Key Glock fan. You know, I watched, I watched this band called Franz Ferdinand play a few years ago. I couldn't describe yeah. why I didn't like the out the, the the show. The only way I could describe it was I feel like there was a guitar missing. It's like they were missing a guitar the entire night. 
And that's how I feel about this album. The production is missing something because, you know, Key Glock's production over the last couple of years has been some of the best production in the game. I, I don't think anyone is really matching him. People are maybe matching him, but no one's besting him. I think he's been on some truly menacing stompers, you know, Memphis freaking stompers. But this was just a bit more muted. Like, it's almost like there was just a, an 808 missing or something was missing. Uh, but I think Key Glock's lyrical performance is great. Uh, it tracks well-worn territory for him, but it's not in an unwelcome way because I really do like to hear what Key Glock has to say about the world. And obviously a lot has happened to Key Glock in the last couple of years um, and a lot of tragedy. So yeah, this is tinged with tragedy, this tape. Uh, Black Youngster, ironically, is next bank appointment. Um, I think this is a brilliant tape. I think it might be his best. I think the production hits on every single song and he's an enthralling individual lyrically. The things he's seen and how he makes sense of them and the way he kind of pushes his anxieties and worries about his own safety to the side with just like self-confidence. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, it's not for everyone and it's certainly not the way, you know, it, again, it's not going to be for everyone. Black Youngster is obviously not that famous. He's not that well known, but I recommend this tape. I think it's, it's straight up full of bangers. I really enjoyed it. Sada Baby dropped a project called Show Enough. Um, I love everything about Sada Baby except when he's rapping about women. And he does it way too much on this record. I couldn't listen to it for a second time for that reason. The tracks where he talks about women, it's just, I'm like, oh, can you please just stop, bro? Because it's, it's the same aggression that he has everywhere else. He has it when he raps about women. And I'm like, okay, cool, stop doing, stop saying these things. Stop it. I don't want to listen. It's same as the Mr. Fab album last week where I couldn't get into it because of lyrical content. Um, so there's a miss for me for that one, which is shocking because I've pretty much enjoyed everything Sada Baby's dropped in the last couple of years. Uh, Payroll Giovanni, Ghost Mode, brilliant album. Did not know what to expect. Um, it's mainly narrative-based around the wisdom that he's kind of accumulated throughout his life. Uh, the production is kind of muted and curtailed. It's not it's not back-to-back -back bangers. It's a good project. I really recommend putting on some headphones and listen to lyrical content because uh, he he's saying some stuff on here. It's, it's very fascinating. It's, uh, it's again, pretty narrative-based, based around his own life. But there's a lot of self-awareness and a lot of maturity and knowledge on that record. So, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, there was a lot of other albums I listened to, but, you know, I'm tired, man. I can't can't talk about 12 albums a week. So, yeah, those are, those are the ones. What about yourself, Charlie? I mean, apparently, I don't have the capacity for twelve albums this <laughs> this year. Like, I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just maxing and relaxing uh, when it comes to these. But anyway, uh, start off with uh, new sector movements uh, these times. So, uh, shout out to Joshua Byrne for giving me this one again, uh, handing me this. And uh, new sector movements is a uh, kind of like a moniker, I guess, or an alias. Uh, for UK electronic music legend IG Culture, which is a very apt name uh, for the modern times, IG Culture. Um, but he was doing it way before that. Um, so basically, he's uh, just a, a UK music scene, uh, you know, just a pioneer in that fashion. Uh, he's worked uh, on stuff with like Roots Maneuver, yeah. did remix has done remixes for Gangstar, Femi Cootie, uh, Mira May, Slum Village, Did You Underground, Loonies, Naughty by Nature. Um so yeah, he gets around, he's gotten around. And this one is basically just a new track of him of his moniker, reviving his moniker, uh new sector movements. Um and uh yeah, this is nice. I love it. I love this EP actually. So I'm five tracks, um nice and bouncy 
Um, I love the uh, opening track with Alicia Joy. She's just absolutely outstanding on that one. I really love that track. Really nice and vibey. Um, it's kind of like that music where it just hits the middle of if you want to dance to it, you can dance to it. But if you want to chill out to it, you can also chill out to it. It has like it fits both energies so well. And I don't know how it does it. It's actually kind of crazy thinking about it. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to shout out to the project. Um, it's really, really solid EP. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, something just, uh, you know, just something different uh, from my usual palette. Uh, Vic Spencer, friend of High View, Vic Spencer, and the Espesh with Green Thumbs meets Trigger Fingers. Yeah, uh, one of my favourite uh, pieces of artwork this year. Love the artwork. Um, it's already out on vinyl, actually. If anyone wants to go uh, grab that. Um, but yeah, um, I think uh, same issue I had with. Um, uh, what was it last week? Uh, the Wesley Joseph al- uh, album, quote unquote. I just thought there was going to be more. <laughs> um, mm. this, it's very is, short, I, isn't I sh- it? Just like I, like I, sh- I shaved minutes or and something. I was, yeah, I shaved and I was like finished as as the album was, as the EP. Let's be real. Uh, was finishing. And I was just like, oh, all right, okay, that's it. It's fourteen, like fifteen minutes. So I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, but you know. Uh, considering that Vic Spencer, you know, is um, ABD, always be dropping, um, I'm not going to hate on him too much because he probably has something <laughs> right next in the chamber for like, I don't know, next month or something. So, it's a pretty um, epic link stress up, on... like him and 38. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's an epic, it's a, that's, that's I think that's the thing. Right? It's, yeah, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good link up, um, very good link up. Uh, it seems like something that should have happened ages ago, and maybe it has, who knows. But, um, uh, but yeah, uh, I just thought, you know, Extreme, extremely good link up on paper. Um, definitely going to hit, and it did hit. Let's be real, for the fourteen minutes it hit. Um, but yeah, I just initially thought I didn't really look at the, I didn't look at the time timestamp beforehand. I was like, oh, I literally just finished shaving and it's finished. <laughs> so, I mean, for shaving, I guess there you go, perfect, fifteen minutes. Uh, but yeah, if you wanted like half an hour, like I thought it'd be or something like that, uh, then yeah, it's a video mistaken. But regardless of what you get, it's solid. Uh, Gorillas, Cracker Island. Ooh, okay. This might be my favourite Gorillaz album since what? Plastic Beach. Oh, I was going to say ever. I'm like, holy shit, come on now. What are you doing? No, no, no. Since, since Plastic Beach. Uh, um, you know, obviously, obviously, like, you know, what was it? New World, uh, Humans. Humans uh, was all right. Yeah. Humans was all right. Humans but... was good. Humans, humans had some good uh, good cuts on there for sure. Um, but this one was just, I don't know, just hit different, it's man. Good, I was eh? like, it's fucking good. It's, it, the, honestly, I think the least, my least favourite track is probably the first track with Thundercat. Um, past that, it just gets better and better for me. Um, you know, you got to try Stevie Nicks, and mm. then you just come through with bangers and bangers and more bangers, and yeah, it's just really, yeah. really enjoyable. Um, good. really good listen, very re- endlessly replayable. Um, yeah, man, I was genuinely surprised. I haven't really enjoyed the Gorillaz album this much in a while. Um, it's been a minute. Um, not to say the other projects have been doo doo. Like, there's been some great moments on all of them. Um, yeah, but, but it just hasn't been the hasn't same. Been has in it? This, it hasn't been, hasn't, hasn't been had a special source. Hasn't had this, con- well, it just hasn't had this consistent package. Um, and this is what Cracker Island was. It was just a consistently good package. Um, you know, not as many features as usual. Um, you know, that track, uh, yeah, it was just, it's just really good stuff. Um, overall, really enjoyed it. Uh, Braxton Cook, who are you when no one is watching? Um, so this was a sneaky bugger, Mr. Braxton Cook. Um, I thought Black Moon Lisa was just an EP and just an EP, but that was actually a tee up EP because a lot because uh, all the tracks from that uh, one of my EPs of the year from last year um, moved over. The five tracks moved over to this album. It's uh, nearly an hour, 
and you get those five tracks if you spun those before. I mean, you're not going to hate spinning them again. I mean, they were in my EP list uh, last year. I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, you had those and you had uh, a few more as well. And um, yeah, just really, really nice uh, bit of jazz right here. Um, definitely my favourite UK jazz project this year. Not that there's, uh, not that I've listened to many, I don't think I'm trying to look. But yeah, probably the first and only one. Um, but still, just really good. Um, definitely something I'm going to spin uh, at the end of the year for the end of the year list. And um, yeah, just really soulful. Um, great interludes of, you know, uh, of uh, him kind of like journaling in some fashion. Um, and talking to people, and uh, yeah, it's just a really, really wholesome project, really wholesome product, and uh, just very nice to listen to. And lastly, uh, Logic, College Park. Right, so this is interesting. Um, I do like this album um, overall. I th- I feel like Logic's in a place where he's just like, okay, now that I actually have money to just clear samples and shit, I'm going to make the boom bappiest shit ever. And um, this adds on to the fact that this particular album is basically a concept album of him on the come up. Um, So he has his people from back in the day, um, Castro and others, right? And uh, basically the whole storyline is that, you know, they're about to hit up a tour spot. And, uh, you know, they're talking about it and then they're traveling towards it and, you know, get a phone call about the set list. and, uh, and And then he smokes weed for the first time before he gets on stage. And then it finishes off with uh, Lightyear. And, uh, you know, he's, he's doing the, um, you know, just the, oh, my God, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in front of 150 people here. This is crazy, right? And it's supposed to bring up that nostalgia that, um, you know, if you, if you have been a Logic fan. That's, that's the thing with Logic. If, you, if you've been a Logic fan since day one, you are fed very well. Um, and, you know, you, you're given this... I can see how people can be emotional to this shit. If you've been listening to Logic since day one, um, it's going to hit so different for you. So, so different. Um, maybe different than more than any artist um, if you're a day one of them, right? Um, not many people reminisce, you know, um, about shit. You know, Nas with his King Disease project, for example, you know, he's talking, he's talking like he's, you know, pushing 50. He's not referencing Illmatic anymore, you know what I mean? But um, Logic has done that in a way with this. And, um, you know, overall it's good. Um, I love his edition of, you know, Nora Jones and Seth MacFarlane on that Static Selector track, which, who saw that coming? Seth MacFarlane crooning over Static Selector. Here we are in 2023. Only Logic, I guess. Um, My only problem is that he keeps saying the N-word because why not, right? Um, I don't know, just... um, I get it artistically and in terms of, like, concept because... He probably was saying it back then. Um, Who said that? But yeah, I Seth MacFarlane. No logic, bro. Oh, logic. I was going to say what? Um, what? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Seth MacFarlane <laughs> hasn't been that edgy since 1998. Um, but yeah, uh, it's yeah. I, I don't know. I'm I'm, st- I'm still indifferent about that. Um, but I get he's put it in the concept, and he probably said it back then, so it fits in the concept. Uh, it's a very it's a very Tarantino thing to do, um, to just like give yourself a reason to say it. Um, but regardless, apart from that, is a solid album, great features, um, and yeah, for, uh, you know, long, but um, fulfilling, I would say, and it fits the bill. However, that said, <coughs> excuse me, we can hop into our topic for this episode. We are doing a contemporary cool, um, forget the number, um, it's on the title, so you guys know, and I'm too lazy to look it up at the moment. 
Um, we're going to do only one for this ep- one each uh, for this episode. That is my bad. I just missed out on listening to one, so I had to uh, force the hand to only do one instead of two. And Ben just listened to an album that he may or may not have wanted to listen to uh, regardless, and I forced him to do it, so apologies. Um, so <laughs> that's it. Uh, ben, what's your, what's your album that we're going to talk about for this CC? Which I'll tee up by saying I did not know this existed. I genuinely didn't know it existed. That's surprising to me. And that I guess that's I what know. I, I don't get about this album because a lot of people don't know it exists and it's only got a few thousand, hundred thousand listens on Spotify. Wow, really? I don't know why. Like, Seven Days of Funk, Snoop Dogg and uh, Damn Funk, Dame Funk. Uh, 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 Snoopzilla. Snoopzilla on this one. Is it Damn Funk or Dame Funk? I say Damn Funk. It's Damn Funk. funk. Damn Funk. So Seven Days of Funk. Snoopzilla. This was uh, obviously we had Snoop Dogg and we had Snoop Lion, which was reincarnated. And now we have Snoopzilla on Seven Days of Funk. I think this is one of the smoothest pieces of music ever recorded. Snoop is slick. He's catchy. He's melodic. Shows his gift for crafting, crafting hooks sorry, on every single song. He says things that only Snoop could get away with saying. Uh, he turns cringe into calm somehow. I think this tape's really fascinating because obviously it's the culmination of his Monica era. Um, you know, it's a natural progression to go from Snoop Lion to Snoopzilla after we had Snoop Lion on Reincarnated, if people remember that. Um, I wouldn't say it was the smoothest album in the world, Reincarnated. There is some smooth on it, uh, but certainly there's some hype tracks. I think Miley Cyrus is even on there somewhere. I can't. I haven't listened to it in a while. <laughs> I've got the Snoop. I've got the Snoop. Don't line. remind me. I got the reincarnated book back there. I can just see it. Okay. Out. Yeah, I was a massive fan of this era. Was of it Snoop. like lyric book or what? Uh, it's just got a whole bunch of stuff in it. I have to go through. I haven't read it in about seven or eight years. But um. Okay. Nah, man, sick. Like I, I, I really, I really fucked with Snoop around this year. I mean, I, I like every single era of Snoop. The only album i didn't really get into with his gospel album but apart from that i mean every yeah. single thing he's dropped i've enjoyed so uh you know it's 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 an entirely joyous romp through snoop's dedication to g-funk and it's kind of almost like he went back into the 70s and kind of began building g-funk from the ground up um and i really don't think anyone can match snoop dogg for range you know the cavern between something like deep cover and california girls is impressive <laughs> in and of itself right but when you consider outside of that, we have gospel music, reggae, funk, rock, <laughs> pop, R&B. We've got deep house, sexual seduction. You know, we've got every I main... want to get you wet. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy, right? But he can do freaking every... What was I listening to? I'm oh. listening to... um. Oh, I forget what it was. Something the other day and Snoop just popped up. And I'm like, man, this, this is perfect. And the thing about Snoop is it's not like he... You know, a lot of artists are very uh, like Pharrell, for example. Pharrell's done all sorts of different genres, but he 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 changes, he molds his voice. He's very different. If you listen to him rapping versus when singing on Happy, those are two different artists. If you listen to him on um, you know Clips work versus Happy, those are different artists. Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg or Snoop Lion or Snoop whoever he is at the time, but he is who he is. So even on these like straight up 1970s funk bangers, he is Snoop Dogg when he's singing. Like it's crazy. Um, and you know, Seven Days of Funk is according to the duo, it's a big hug, something to be played top to bottom and then back again. And Snoop said this to Hip Hop DX: When you get in a relationship with somebody, 
It could be with your wife, it could be with your girlfriend, it could be with your kids, it could be with your mom, it could be with your brothers. Relationships are relationships. And it gets to a point in time where it begins to fade away, but you try your best to hold on and keep the good things there. And a lot of times we always looked at the ones who make the relationship go bad. But when it go bad, we're the ones trying to keep the relationship together. So it's like that represents so much of who I am and what I'm going through, not even on a personal tip, but on a business tip. Maybe I'm fading away on a business tip or the music side. Maybe I'm fading away career-wise, but it just feels like 20 years from now, that record is still gonna be the shit no matter where we are. Now, he was talking about fading away, um, but he was using that as a metaphor to explain the entire album, and that's kind of where Snoop was at that point in his career. You know, this is 2014, I think. Um, and so I feel like with Bush, when Bush came out in 2016 with Pharrell and didn't do very well commercially, I think that's when he realized, oh, okay, my commercial run is, is done now. Like I, I can pop up on California Girls or Pussycat Dolls tracks or whatever. And yeah, I'll, I'll go top 10 on the Hot 100, but I'm not gonna do it as a solo artist anymore. I'm not gonna go number one. I'm not gonna have top 10 albums. I'm not gonna sell 200K first week anymore. And I think Seven Days of Funk, uh, reincarnated was probably him being like, oh, let me try something completely different and see if my fans will follow me there because I wanna do that anyway. And what I really respect about Snoop is he accepted it. And, you know, Seven Days of Funk is just a natural progression of that, where this is not meant to be a mainstream album. I mean, Charlie didn't even know it existed. I don't think a lot of people knew it existed. It's not like it had a massive marketing budget and it was just being pumped down our throats constantly. But, like, there are bangers on bangers on bangers here, man. And it doesn't feel like a revitalization, but just, just this natural progression. And I think Snoop... You know, even though he's always stayed moving in his entire career, he always touches back in with G-Funk. Um, and that's always underpinned everything he's done. So even if he does a gospel project, his next project will have G-Funk on it. And he, he just like, he always pays homage to that and he always comes back to it. Um, and, he, you know, this is, this is just him going back in time and celebrating. And I think it's just another example of him, his quality as an artist. Like hit the pavement. That's a slap in the face, man. That is a slap. That's like, it, it's a reprisal of Bang Out. If anyone remembers uh, Rhythm and Gangster, I think it's the second track or maybe the first track, Bang Out. Um, the hook is very similar to that, but this is just way more realized. And Snoop just like, the, the beat especially, I think Damn Funk is incredible on here, man. I really do. I think this is some of the greatest G-Funk that I've ever heard. Some of the greatest, like, just pairing this funk with these, like, insane bass lines and insane... If there are some tracks where you're like, oh, this doesn't really sound like, uh, uh, you know, Do My Thing, for example. It doesn't really sound like it's going to be a G-Funk banger. It kind of sounds like it's going to be like a mid-80s, like LL beat that was on radio or something. Then the disco synths slide in and you're like, oh, this is going to be some sort of Depeche Mode craftwork thing. But then the bass line comes in with this funk and it all just mashes up beautifully. Um, and in less than a minute, that only happens in like 40 seconds. He's created the perfect touch point for three iconic eras of music. And I couldn't think of anyone better than Snoop Dogg to be on top of that. I, I just don't think there is anyone better than that. And yeah, man, I think, again, damn funk. Like Let It Go, for example, uh, brilliant low end, Fade Away. That's a beat Dr. Dre would have had on 2001. That would fit there perfectly. Um even, you know, and as I said, with the the, la the lameness, like, do my thing. Like, if anyone else tries to, to do that, the, the repetition, I don't think they'd pull it off. I just don't think it'd work. But Snoop Dogg is just fucking smooth as shit, man. And 
I've always adored this album. Remember when it came out um, and I listened to it and it's always been like a hidden gem and something I always go back to every couple of years and I'm like, that's right. I remember how fucking amazing this record is. No one ever talks about it and it really upsets me because I think that this is kind of a real, and as I've, I've said it here, I just want to sum it up. I really do think this is the definition of Snoop Dogg as the versatile artist. This is uh, confirmation to me that he is the most versatile artist in hip hop and not necessarily because he can do a million things brilliantly. It's not like he can sing like Queen Latifah and Lauren Hill and rap like them at the same time. It's not like he can craft hooks and croon like Pharrell. And, you know, there's so many artists who have uh, like wild skill sets in different areas. But Snoop Dogg is just, he's a really, really good rapper, but he just manages to like pick up on the vibe of a song and then just inhabit it. And I don't think that's a common skill. I think that's really uncommon and really difficult to do. Um, and anytime anyone criticizes Snoop or says, you know, I don't think he's as good as people say, it really does upset me because I've been listening to him since two, you know, 23, 24 years. And I've heard him on everything. And I have never heard anything I don't like except the gospel album. But again, that's not, I mean, I'm not a gospel person, so it's just normal. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I love this project. See, Ben, I'm really glad you picked this um, uh, because it kind of mixes in with the ethos of why I enjoy doing these, which is that these most of the time I just pick albums that I like and I feel like can never talk to me mm. <laughs> for whatever reason. And you just fit my bill so perfectly. And uh, with respect, I'm going to steal this album and uh and uh, show it to people saying like why you've not heard this yet and i'm, I'm gonna sad. be i'm gonna be that obnoxious guy um so uh yeah thanks for that that's that's really appreciated of course um but yeah i feel like we've just um we're kind of giving ourselves a reason to have like a um kind of like a mini snoop retrospective because this is just a perfect reason of why snoop dog is so fucking iconic like I feel like at this point we could make a greatest hits album out of each decade he's been dropping. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and they'll all be they'll all have gems in it. Like you could probably get ten tracks from each decade, and you'll have a ball. Um, it's so fascinating. You said you know um, uh, one of the tracks could have been like a Dre sample, and I think that's kind of like the what's so sick about this, right? The production by Damn Funk is so absurdly. Not even G funk, funk, bro. It's yeah, literally just funk, yeah. straight up funk. It's yeah. literally just straight up funk, right? It's there's no G in it. Like they've gone so far back in time. It's like they tried to go back in time and went too far, and are now just like in co in direct competition with Funkadelic, and they're just like, all right, let's give it a go, <laughs> and, they, and they just do their own thing. It's like they went back in time and then came back and dropped this. Like it's 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 so fucking special in that sense that it just sounds like you're going back in time. And Snoop just so happens to be there. <laughs> it's like Snoop's trying to um, Snoop's trying to create a universe where uh, he was the best in G funk and also the best in funk as well. <laughs> He's just like revisionist history with a time machine. <laughs> it's just like oh oh, did you not know like Mandela effect? It's like did you did you know Snoop just started funk? What? <laughs> just just Mandela effect and with this album, uh, be absolutely amazing. Um, I love the, I kind of love and don't love the track Let It Go, um, partly because I was enjoying it at first, but then I was like, I've heard this before. 
So funny enough, I've recently, in the past couple of days, um, I booked tickets to see Patrice Russian um, at the Jazz Cafe um, at Matinee, which I have not done, I think I've done like once before. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to go to Jazz Cafe at, at 5pm and then leave at 8. That'll be very interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing her and Let It Go is a pretty much a pretty much a cover, really, of um, of, uh, of her track of the of a similar name. Um, and uh, feels so real, won't let go. By the way, um, dropped in 1984, and um, yes, yeah, it's uh, just just that attention and homage, like you said, is absolutely outstanding to me. I I, I fucking love it. Um, I really love the era they're trying to um, encapsulate here on its own. Um, I like how they put their own uh, special flair onto it. And, um, yeah, it's interesting how this has become kind of like a mini retrospective again for Snoop Dogg that we've just gone back to just, like, probably say stuff we said before, right? When we did our retrospective way back when, um, probably, like, I don't know, first, one of the first 20 episodes, probably. And um, I remember we were talking about versatility and the fact that it's versatile in such a weird way. It's versatile in a way that I don't think makes sense sometimes. Because like, like you said, he's he could be on California Girls, but he can also be in Deep Cover, and he could also be on a David Getter track saying, I want to make you wet. Oh <laughs> it's great. It's fucking outstanding. And gospel. And reggae. And um, compared to those, I feel like this is the best, funny enough, the best incarnation that he made of himself, um, I, would hazard, I would hazard to say. I don't think many people were into the gospel album. Um, I feel like people kind of clowned on the reggae one because people were like going, oh, here he goes. He's, 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 he's being the weed guy and like just yeah. going deep, too deep into it. And he was like trying to, I don't know, cultural appropriation or something because he's obviously not, you know, Caribbean in that sense. So it's like, oh, here we go. He's trying to bite off something. Um, but, you know, I feel like he was faithful and I feel like this was faithful as well. Um the difference between that and this one is because is that this is just short, sweet, replayable, and so easy to bang. Um, compared to the reggae one, I feel like it was probably a bit just um, I don't know, just a bit chunky overall. Um, probably overstayed its welcome when you're listening to it. Um, you kind of get the gist, right? And you're just like, okay, we get it. You're doing reggae, so it's like you don't need to be as long with it. But this one is what 40 minutes i think uh, just under 40 minutes it's 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 fucking good it's fucking good you you spin it and you spin it within the hour and you're just like wow that was a nice ride just just a really nice ride really nice listen um and i don't think i've ever gotten that with a, another snoop album mm. where you're just like this was a good ride um and nice nice and short didn't overstay its welcome and, um, you know, no tracks that you would say, oh, that track was bad. This is consistently good. There are no, excuse me, there are no bad tracks. I'm sure if you went through Rhythm and Gangster, you'd see signs and you'd enjoy signs. The um, but then there's probably, stuff. But probably there's some bad stuff there's as well in there, you know. Even, you got, even you Pay the Cost to Be the Boss. It's even Doggy right, Stars. Yeah. You got from the church. Tracks. You got from the church with that bump, 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 bump. And then, yeah, there's probably some doo-doo on there. And there I just is. choose not to remember it. No, there <laughs> exactly is. Exactly it. Ben can vouch. And, uh, you know, Vato on blue carpet treatment, but I'm sure there's some mid-stuff on there as well. Um, but, yeah, this is just 
just good. <laughs> it's just good. It just keeps it just uh, keeps impressing. It um, does the job. Um, you know that he they, he brings in corrupt near the end. It's got that bonus track with the dog pound just to you know freshen up a little bit. Um, but yeah, once it's done, you're just like, wow, that was that was just a really smooth listen and um, just a testament, I guess, to um, Snoop's artistry because you know you can we can say a lot to be critical about. But at least he's honest with it, I guess. Uh, he's he's doing he's doing a lot of stuff where it's just like, okay, yeah, sure, go for it. But he's doing it in good faith, I would say. Um, and you know, if you're doing shit in good faith, I can't really hate on it too much. Um, and it's not. And again, like you said, with uh, his commercial uh, plateauing, I would say, right? Um, you know, he's he's culturally a god at this point, right? And he's just doing side missions all the fucking time. Um, and yeah, you know, I fuck with it. Keep, these are fun side missions at least, you know what I mean? Um, these are side missions we can, we can, we can consume as well and actually be interested in, um, and not just be, you know, ads for sketches (laughs) where we could just go, okay, right. Yeah, of course. Snoop's lashing sketches. (laughs) Here we are in 2023, him selling sketches. Um, you know, we, we've, I think everybody at some point in their lives, goes through a moment where they're just like Snoop was a gangster back in the day <laughs> and now he's not <laughs> and that's really weird um and once you get over that it's just um I don't know you just enjoy it if you if you if you if you value the ride um like we do um like we have been doing you know I mean I've I listen I've listened to the mid stuff you know I listen to Malice in Wonderland um yeah. I listened to documentary. Documentary. One, two, good chief. Yeah, you know, dog. Yeah, everyone everyone went through the dog father when when that came through. That's but, true because yeah, it came know. straight after. Like you had to straight after, and it was no limit. And everyone was like, "Oh, what's he gonna do next?" You know what I mean? Everyone was into that, um, and that's that's probably why it was you know so mid to people because it just, they just thought one thing and it didn't happen. Um, but I feel like that was more on the people side than him. Um, but yeah, now it's just he's just he's just doing side missions. Um, you know, obviously copying Defro Records now and um and bring and building that back up as a you know genuine label and a genuine brand now. Um, and you know all the power to him. <laughs> like he's got the time, and he's uh, and he's doing it. So uh, I can't I I simply cannot hate when he does when he does stuff like this because it's just a uh, it's I feel within good faith and. In this case of Seven Days of Funk, really fucking works. So, W. The book's sick too, man. Look, the book is actually pretty oh, cool. Oh, sick. Chunky. It's like, it's like 100 pages and it details because he went on a trip to Jamaica. Um, and yeah. it kind of just is the photo diary and like interviews with legends. Yeah. And it's just like, just cool photo. Look at that, man. It's just fucking sick as shit. That's like, I forgot how much I love this book. Um, yeah, man. Nice. Shout, out, shout out Snoop Dogg. That's a nice collectible there, man. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how much that costs. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I bought it ages ago when it first came out. So I haven't even got yeah. the album. It's weird. I bought the book, but I didn't buy the album. So I don't know. Shout out Snoop. Well, fair enough. All right, we'll get to mine. And uh, I've literally just been thinking which one do I actually want to pick. <laughs> um, but I'll go with um, I'll go with the Silhouettes Project um, because... I feel the point I want to make overall 
pertains to this album. Um, so for those that don't know, Silhouette's project is basically, as you can imagine, a project, right? It's a musical project. Um, I'm going to get the names up specifically um, as I, as I, uh, as I, uh, well, talk for time as I get it. But um, <laughs> basically, it's a, it's one album so far. Um, there's going to be another one. There's a volume two coming soon, hopefully sometime this year. I mean, assuming, considering I'm seeing them um, across the tracks in May, and they're all they've also got an event going on in March. Um, it's kind of like a warm up to the whole thing. Um, Basically, yeah, I'm assuming there's going to be some work. Um, so basically, this is an album that dropped in 2020. Um, it's headed up uh, by uh, its community organizers, uh, Jaden and Asher. Um, they do have rap names as well. Um, Earth, Earth, e R F Evil, Earth Evil, I guess I say, or Earth Evil, <laughs> and uh, Kosher. And uh, yeah, basically, they have their own labels, and you know, they do, they're doing community shit. Um, but yeah, they brought this together. Um, I guess in as it says in this uh, little piece I'm reading, um, Jaden also a rapper working in community development for ten years, found his love for bringing people together through uh, hip hop ciphers out of his bedroom, uh, and obviously and did a uh, London wide ciphers with supporting artists at early stages, and yeah, basically created this project and created this particular album off the back of that, and. Um, got at that point up and coming artists to come through and it's a outstanding amalgam of hip-hop and jazz and soul and it's so rooted in UK that I genuinely can't imagine this album being made anywhere else and I feel like this can be a very interesting touchstone to how I've been waxing poetic about um, you know, stuff like Koji Radical and his album Reason to Smile and, you know, what Sims is doing and what uh, some of these artists on here on this particular project have been doing since. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like with the with the eras that we have now with, you know, hip hop artists coming through um, a lot of more, a lot more female, um, female hip hop and female R&B, especially artists coming through, um, coming through the wire um and also soul and jazz uk jazz has their own scene of course and uk soul definitely does as well these are all upcoming these all have just burgeoning um sites of growth um throughout the country and this country and this album is a very interesting touchstone towards all of it and it encompasses a hell of a lot of it um so you have you know this is in 2020 right um you know, Lex and Moore, who I only heard a couple of years ago, maybe 21, right? So that was before she even dropped an EP, I think. Uh, Manic MC, Any, who uh, who dropped a great EP, I think, last year or year before, and uh, just does some really good um, UK hip-hop with R&B, kind of blended, and she does great rapid as well. Nick's Northwest, uh, Summer, Summer's Sons, Summer Pearl, Kofi Stone, who's probably the, out of all of these, in my mind, I will I'll say in my mind personally, because I don't know all of the artists, um, but Kofi Stone is probably the one I've heard the most and is probably the most known at this point um, out of this album. And considering where Kofi Stone is, who's only, you know, at the level of, you know, supporting Loyal Kana at his tour. Um, so, you know, tally that up how you want. You know, that's very interesting. So 
this is a really, really interesting gra- grassroots project um, and genuinely has grassroots artists. I'm sure if you go through these artists' profiles, um, the monthly listen account total won't be that much. I genuinely believe that. I would be interested to go through it and actually do the numbers, but I'd rather not. Um, <coughs> ben. And, um, yeah, so... <laughs> I know Ben's just so over life at the moment. Me just requesting something is just like, fuck off, Johnny. Ben's just over life in general right now. (laughs) He ain't doing that for me. Uh, But still, would be interesting. Um, If anyone wants to go for it, go for it. But anyway, uh, it's a genuine point to make. Um, It's a genuine bet I'll make that they probably don't have... Let's say, let's say, I bet they. Okay, so the Silhouettes Project overall has a million monthly listeners. So let's just say, let's just That's be pretty ballpark damn good, it. You know? That's good. Let's ballpark it and say overall with all of them, it won't pass three million. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that guess. Whoever wants to take that bet with me, feel free to do the work, <laughs> and I'll give you a, I'll give you a shout out if you do it for me. Um, but exactly with that said, I just don't know who else is doing stuff like this. And considering that I'm confident that they're going to do another one, I'd be so interested in seeing who they actually bring on. Um, and if they have, if if I don't know any of the artists, that'll be so much better for me personally as a you know music discoverer and stuff like that. But that's going to be so much better for all these people because when you do such a collective work like this, high tides rise all uh, uh, rises all ships, right? So you're having the Silhouettes Project and if you, you know, link up with them and you go to their shows and, you know, if you want to perform at their shows as a collective effort, that'll be so fucking interesting. And imagine, I'm not, and I'm not saying it would get to this level, but imagine if it was like, you know, uh, like Sulquarian's level, oh shit, we're looking back at that now and there's some fucking legends in that shit. Native Tongues, there's some legends in that shit. Back then, they were just talented people, right? And they were probably known, I don't know, maybe local, regionally, maybe nationwide, right? I, I, I forget the time, the times, the times for like you know the roots and stuff. So, you know, I can't rather not do the math. Or Common obviously was had a few albums at that point. But anyway, you know what In I mean. In terms right? of native tongues or Sulquarians, I was talking to Sulquarians, but you, you could do native tongues as well for that example. So Aquarians um, is a bit different because Native Tongues was kind of like this, I feel, because Native Tongues was these artists before they okay. blew up. So Aquarians was, yeah, sure. you know, okay. D'Angelo, Erica Badu, yeah. Common, Roots, they all had multiple albums by that point. You know? Right, okay. Yeah, so yeah, Native Tongues is probably a better, better example um, for that. And um, not that I'm saying these lot are going to be Native Tongues level, <laughs> level, right? You know, Q-tip level. Uh, Ali Jai Muhammad, like, you know, ho- doing his own fucking jazz label and, uh, you know, and stuff like that and doing his own thing. Um, you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but hey, man, like, Kofi Stone's doing bits right now. Lexa Moore's still working. Any's uh, still blasting. She just dropped a music video. Um, it's been well received recently. Um, and all these people, I'm, I'm assuming, are doing work. So, hey, man, like, I just, I want more of this. I want more of this kind of work, and I feel like it's a rare work that we see. Um, I don't see any of this kind of stuff happening when it comes to US hip hop right now. I would, I would hazard. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to wrap my brain. Uh, 
I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, and and it's not like groups, right? It's not like a Griselda, right? It's not like that. These are just people that are just their own eyes and they're coming together and just like, you know, just making making magic. Um you know, for South with uh Annie and uh uh, and Nick's Northwest is one of my favorite tracks. Uh, Free Your Mind as well is a banger. Uh, like We Used To as well. Great track, great track. Um, you know, these are just singular artists coming together for a collab project. I just don't really see this happening. And I would love for it to see, to happen more. Especially something as, um, as ambitious as this sonically. Um, where you have the mixtures of hip hop and jazz and soul and R and B and you know all the stuff that people are enjoying these days, enjoying now, and are always on the come up as a collective, as a collective art form. Um, yeah, I just, lo- <laughs> I just, I love the idea of it. On top of actually enjoying the album, TLDR. Well, one thing I will say about the because uh, I wrote it down here. Okay, so. The project itself has amassed over 40 million Spotify streams, which is, if we wanted to go through all the albums we were going to talk about this week, because we were going to talk about um, Tink's Winter's Diary 2, and we were going to talk about August Green. So the only album with, the only of those albums that that has more Spotify streams is Tink's album, but the only reason it has more albums is because uh, the second track has 79 million streams. But if we remove that one track... (laughs) The Silhouettes Project would have more streams than any project we've talked about. And we've talked about Tink, or we didn't, we would have, uh, Snoop Dogg, we and were. Common. And yet the yeah. Silhouettes Project has significantly more Not just more Common, Spotify. Common, Robert Glasper, who has you know, Grammy-winning albums, and Kareem Riggins, who's obviously a great uh, drummer in his own right. So there you go, man. I mean, this is amazing. Like, uh, considering the turmoil when it dropped in 2020, obviously, uh, COVID and everything, it's very... I didn't even think about that either. Fuck, yeah. It's a very chill album. It's, it's a breath of fresh air. And when you consider what they would have had to go through to record that album, because the Silhouettes Project only came into fruition in February 2019. So, you know, that was when it began. That wasn't when they began recording. They obviously had to go and get these artists. So um, it was founded by Jaden and Asher, and they actually told an interview with this. They said... We want to shine a new light on the generation of underground hip-hop, jazz, and soul music in the UK. Community is everything to us, and we wanted to show that with a proper support network, access to professional facilities, and the encouragement of a family of artists, our community could produce something incredible. We felt a joint frustration that the current music scene in the UK only had structures in place to support talent of a certain genre while overlooking a buzzing alternative hip-hop culture. We wanted to unify artists who are making groundbreaking music but are in need of a solid structure to work within. Now, there's this... A lot of people will be saying, because Charlie said, you know, there's not there's not much around like this anymore. Um, you know, we, we literally did ASAP Yams the other week. Um, oh, no, sorry, not ASAP Yams. We did uh, Capital Steves. Fuck. Edit that out. Horrible. I'm I'm <laughs> fucked up at the moment, guys. I apologize. Uh, we did Capital Steves, obviously pro-era. Now, there's a big difference between a collective uh, who are all together creating music together and right. two people who are saying, we're going to support a rolling roster of artists to create music in perpetuity together. That's a big difference. There isn't much around like this. The only example, and I only know this because of some industry shit, um, there's this A&R company called Platoon, uh, and they got bought out by Apple. What they used to do is 
they provided uh, like studio time. You know, they they didn't they weren't a they weren't a major label. They provided the tools for artists. So for example, they signed Billie Eilish, and they gave her the tools to just create the album that she wanted to create. Uh, they weren't gonna you know market her. They weren't gonna get her on blogs and create an image for her. They're just like we're gonna give you money to record. You just pay us back that money in a little bit extra and whatever else you get to keep because it's your music. We're not going to own any of your music, you know. It's just it's it's you, and that's kind of what I. It's, it's not the same, but what they're doing here is saying we're going to find artists who don't have the tools they need, but have the talent, and we're going to give them the tools to fully realize that talent. And obviously, you know, there's so much music coming out these days. I listen to so much new music, and you can tell the difference between a really talented artist who doesn't have the tools yet. And it, it hurts. It hurts listening to their album and being like, I know what you're capable of. I can hear what you're capable of. But you don't have the money to do it. You don't have the recording equipment to do it. You don't have, you know, you don't have the instruments to do it. So to do something like this is incredibly valuable, man. This is this is brilliant. I mean, I, I really enjoy this. I'm really happy about this, have, this existing. And, um, you know, any has gone on to mainstream success after their appearance on this album. So... Uh, obviously they're doing a lot of live events as well which is the key to staying ahead financially um but you know when you think about the business sense of this it makes perfect sense like all these artists are going to have their own individual fan bases and bringing them into this record that is just full of like-minded individuals and sounds that you know sound like sound they sound all the same like it's 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 an organic it's not you know for example if we listen to clones by neptunes right and they had a bunch of rock acts on their their Star Trek album, and it sounds like shit because it's like they're just trying to push these all these different sounds down our throat and ram it down our throat. And we're like, can you stop fucking doing that? We don't want to listen to that right now. It's not the vibe we're on, you know. It's a complete mismatch of an album. But this is not that at all. It's totally organic. It's just yeah, it's it's, it's a great project and great project in terms of the album, but a great project in terms of the project. And I really do hope it continues because. This is exactly what the game needs. This is exactly, and again, I, I don't know if it would happen in America. Maybe it's not, maybe they don't have that collaborative spirit as much as they seem to do in the UK. Um, yeah, man, it, it, the, the success of this is the, the thing that shocked me the most. Um, and again, I, I think it's quite a pure, it's quite a beautiful thing because that success comes out about from just great fucking music. And that's it. Like there's no, you know, they're not, pumping millions of dollars and crafting perfect videos and pumping the algorithm they're not doing all the bullshit that you think you have to do these days to be successful they just created good music and people gravitated towards it and uh, that's a bit of a rarity these days so i, I quite I'm, I'm stoked with something like this it's amazing yeah indeed um i don't know why but when you mentioned the neptunes i thought you were gonna do another track miles's dig <laughs> i don't know I mean, I try to work. Like, oh, here we go. I do try to work track masters into every episode, but it doesn't always work out. You know, when we're talking about good, we're talking about good albums here. Exactly, we're talking about good music. We can't. It's it's impossible. You know, we'll talk about some mid in a couple of weeks, and it'll be back to back to back. But yeah, it's just tough when you're talking about good music. Shout out Trackmasters, man. Look, I like you guys, okay? I like your production. Just it's just funny. It's funny to just shit on someone. Oh, I apologize. No. It's my fault. Oh. I take all the responsibility. Ben's Trackmasters is my Swiss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Um but yeah, it's just like a I guess like a final word on that. Um 
yeah, I don't think I don't I, I don't think US has the uh, collaborative spirit, as you say, um, to do this. Um, it's 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 hard enough for them to like get out something like uh, like the um, like the Jamler Records um, album from a couple years ago. They had like you know the entire roster on there. Like had J Cole and Rapsy on that one track, Sojourner. Um, and you know had some good stuff on there, but it's just it was that's just a label album, right? We've talked about label albums before. Dreamville is um, the same, and yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Dreamville as well. Enter the Dreamers, part one, two, three. You know, it's it's that's that's different because I feel like there's the incentive. There's kind of an incentive to do that now and again, right? If you're if you're a label of that nature, I guess, uh, where you have someone, you know, for Dreamville, for example, right? You know, everyone knows J Cole, but do you know Luke? Some people not, might not know Luke. Some people might not know uh, uh, Omen, right? Some people might, um, and it helps them, but it's also new music for you know all the J Cole stands. <laughs> You know what I mean, and all the bars fans, and all the Ari fans, blah, blah blah, and Jid, right? They're getting, they're getting the bread, and also, and obviously, it's all inside the actual, you know, label system. So, you know, Dreamfield's gonna get the P for that as well, and they're all good, right? But these guys are just, just two community dudes, <laughs> just, and and you know, they have their own label, so you know, I don't know if they, I don't know if it dropped via the label or not, but you know, regardless, it's 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 it seems much more. Of a pure act to do this, and trust me, Ben, labels ain't, ain't, over here ain't doing this shit. They ain't doing this. They they are not doing this. They they really are not. At least with like Dreamville and stuff like that, and the Jamla Records album as well. Um, you know, at least that has some uh some form of like, okay, we're a uh, you know we're we can we can do work collectively. You know what I mean? We can come together and produce something good. You know. All these labels over here are just, well, I'm, I mean, same in the US, but, you know, here, they just go via, they, ju- they just sign artists and, you know, they just keep it, they just keep it moving on separate tracks and, you know, they don't collide each other as often as people would like um, and it just doesn't really, doesn't really happen, um, you know, even even with like a... I don't know. Even with like the Digger D and AJ Tracy record, um, you know, they had the collab and they put both, they put bringing it back on both their albums. And that's kind of like the most vibe you can get there in terms of like collaborations. It's like, yeah, let's all make, let's just make one banger track and then put it on both our albums because we're both dropping soon. And it just makes sense. That's the only, that's the only foresight I feel like most people have over here when it comes to making music. Um, apart from obviously you know the, just the general album feature, but this no way too ambitious. Imagine a imagine like Parlophone, you know, go trying to put in the effort to make an album of this nature to find to find artists. Are you kidding? Don't piss me off. It's not it's not going to happen. Find an artist without a hundred thousand TikTok followers already, or like you know. <laughs> a million spotify monthly listeners like you know it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen chief it's just not gonna happen and um yeah it's just it's it's, i i i i love this album for that reason and it also makes me a bit sad because i feel like this can happen way more often if there was um i mean obviously having two dedicated people to you know keep this moving this this project dropped in 2020 by the way as you know just to reiterate 
So it's been three years, right? And they're still going. Like I said, they're being they're going to be uh, going to be across the tracks um, in May, and they've got their own shows, you know. And shit, all the best to them, man. All the fucking success. Hope uh, I, I I wish all the success to it, um, because. Like I said, we, we 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 artists need this shit, and especially in the climate that we're in, um, the art sector over here has been kind of like decimated over the past decade. Um, and you know, I think people are sometimes, you know, kind of hesitant, um, to to do something maybe like this, um, because. <laughs> You know, it's kind of I don't, I don't. Well, is there a risk to this? I don't think there's a risk to it. Um, there's no. I mean, there's a one. financial risk, but like there's a financial risk. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess that it's a financial risk, and um, you know, you, you you still want to have your own career succeed, but you know, being part of this, I really hope. I really hope these people, some at least a couple of these people, pop off. You know, like you said, Denny's been, um, you know, kind of like is nationally known. I think now. Um, off the back of Peng Black Girls and the Remix and the EP as well, Kofi Stone as well, um, and you know the others are doing their things as well. But yeah, I really, I really sincerely hope, like you know, someone. I I found this off an artist radio, bro. I think I was spinning maybe like a Kofi Stone track, and I just popped on an artist radio of it, and uh, the track he's on for this album came on, and I was like. What the fuck is the Silhouette Project? <laughs> Went on it and I was like, holy shit, a fucking gold mine. And that's what it is. It's just a gold mine of green grassroots UK talent. I would love that every I'd I'd love this for every every country to have something like this. I really would. To encapsulate everything that UK music's uh, black music especially is doing right now. The only thing it's probably missing is just some sort of Afro, uh, maybe Afro swing or Afro beat, right? It's probably that's probably the only thing it's missing to encapsulate everything that, um, everything that is happening right now in terms of our music here. That's probably the only thing missing, and shit, man, to cover the rest is absolutely crazy to think about. Um, so yeah, man, I can't wait to see what this show is like, the live show. I, I'm very intrigued to see how that even works. Um. I mean, I can't imagine they bring every single person <laughs> of the album to the show. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see how that would work, um, uh, just in terms of numbers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. And uh, yeah, I, I really would, yeah, just to reiterate, like, I'd, I'd love to see more of this, um, of this nature. But unfortunately, the music industry here and probably everywhere else doesn't cater for this. It really... <laughs> <laughs> it really is okay for it, Chief. It's all about money, man. It's all about money. Someone said to me the other day on Hip Hop Numbers, they were like, "What? How much do you get paid to do Hip Hop Numbers?" And I said, zero dollars." <laughs> and they said, "Well, what?" Like they were confused. I said, "How? Then why how do, you... do you do it, Ben?" Exactly, that's exactly what they said. Why? Why would you do it? Why, and I said, bro? I, I love hip hop and I love it. I enjoy it. And they said, "Wow, I've never even met anyone like that before." Can't and imagine like, it. Unfathomable to some people that people like actually sounds. do shout out the love for it. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm doing an interview um tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, uh, next week, and not to not to break who it is, but um Jeff Bezos. You know, I was <laughs> Swiss Beats actually. Um, <laughs> to, 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 to clear the air. 
Quiz has, <laughs> Quiz has been DMing Charlie for years. Been like, bro, what is your problem with me? Let me come on the pod and talk about it. And finally, Charlie's like, all right, fine, bro, come I'm on just, the damn pod. I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just jealous he's married to Alicia Keys. That's all. That's all. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> did you see she did a show with Little Sims and Cleo the other day? No, fucking hell. Oh, fuck me. It was like a Montclair show, so I don't know how people got tickets for that. I think it was free somehow, but hey. Um, yeah, she just brought out Cleo Soul and Little Sims for it, and I was just like, oh, I would have died, um, but that's fine. Save my life, why don't you? But um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what else, <laughs> how we got here, but yeah, doing it for the love, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was reading a quote from the artist I was, um, I was, I was, I'm researching on for the uh, for the interview, and they said, um, uh, uh, I think like the interviewer said something is like, uh, you know, as artists and as creatives. Um, if you're not doing it for the love of it, you're just producing to produce. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it is producing to produce. Like it's, content and creator, it's, and it's soulless to do that. It, it's content. It's the it's the it's my cardinal sin word of 2023. Content. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I'm not saying artists don't shouldn't get paid for anything. Of course not. That's what I mean. But if you're not doing it. If if money is the first thing you think about when it comes to this, when it comes to podcasting, when it comes to hosting a hip hop number site on Twitter and Instagram and other places, um, when you <laughs> when when you uh you know when, when you're doing screenwriting, right? I have a bank, a vault of shit of material ready to go, and I'm not stressing because you know it's I did it for the love of it and I love the fact that it exists. Will it get made? Hopefully someday, right? I'm, you know, fingers crossed. I'm doing my best, guys, right? <laughs> and, you know, if if Ben gets recognition in some fashion for his works um, from whoever, right? Maybe as uh, Irish Whether Shad, it be monetarily or just... Shad shouts out, says, right, it's stuff like that. Shad, stuff like that. Numbers. Just yeah. some small, small moments of validation. Sick. Sick, man. It's a small, a small moment of validation means a lot, and it makes the grind that worthwhile. Um, but you know, while it is a grind, it's still something that you have to love doing because it's so laborious in some way. Pa- a bit paradoxical there, <laughs> and I can, I can even me trying to explain it now to a to like an like an audience here, right? Um, I can see why dudes talking to you on Twitter was confused about even the concept. Because it's hard to explain. It generally is fucking hard to explain. <laughs> it's hard to explain to people who don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, it's not their. It's not their their worldview. You know, and I understand. I was. I was when I was eighteen, nineteen. If you'd said to me, you know, go work for free, I'd be like, no, I want to buy stuff. I like money. So you know, it's just just different. It's not saying that you're more mature or anything like that. It's different different mindset. I think you know, and that's the way it is. It is what it is. All right, we'll finish there. Um, oh, just over an hour. Wow, we are mate. Well, outs- we we should probably do one hour for each <laughs> I mean, we do it for hip hop neighbors, um, but we don't do it for this for some reason. But we probably should, <laughs> probably should because you know yeah. we we made some good fucking time. Yeah. Uh, talking about these uh, outstanding albums, and we have two more in the bank ready to go whenever we feel like it. That's true. Um, but anyway, we do. Um, lighter note. Oh wait, I don't know if you. Uh, no, I haven't seen any results, bro. So it's uh, half. I woke up at half five. 
I had coffee and toast, and then I hopped on the call. So I don't know the results, man. Right, don't I got to go do some goddamn shit today? Uh, you, and you'll not see in my face. You're not see. You, you can't see come. any facial reactions from me. There's nothing from, there. I already know the I'm result talking from your monotone and neutral. I know the result from your reaction. I'm not an idiot. He does not know my, re- my he does not know what I think. He does not know what happened because he can't see my face. And there's I'm only really one reason why you would have brought it up. There's no other reason. Well, there's literally two reasons, bro. <laughs> Is it a good game for you or a bad game for you? You don't know which. Okay? Yeah, but if it's a good game for you, you talk about it. If it's a bad game for you, we don't. No, I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be crude. I'm gonna be okay. crude like that. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm. I'm, I'm not gonna be crude. I'm not. I'm not being crude. You we'll don't see. know. You don't know if it's win or lose. You look like you're, you're throwing up the, the rock. Two. You look like you're throwing up the rock sign. The diamond. Shit, boy. <laughs> Uh, I still find that weird that Rihanna still does that. I don't know why. Like, she did it during the Super Bowl. I was just like, really? Still? We're doing that I mean, still? Jay-Z was the first one that signed her, so... Oh, sick. <laughs> you know the first the first feature she had on a major album? Memphis Bleak 534. On the album. 2005. No shit. Mm. I, start, I, start, I find it so weird that, like, she seems like... From, in my brain... She didn't come. She didn't come through until like two thousand eight, nine. SOS. But even though she dropped Ponder Replay before, yeah, Ponder Replay. Like I heard that before, but it feels doesn't feel like oh five for me. Yeah, I mean it was oh oh six oh five was yeah. like real early, but yeah, like the Wii dropped at that been around point, for a long right? time, and I remember playing the Nintendo Wii, but I don't repl- remember playing Ponder Replay <laughs> while I was playing Wii Sports. That's what oh, I was saying. I, you know what I mean? I mean, the clips, the, that was still the music clipping era. It was right at the end of the MTV, Channel V era. So, yeah, they, they were getting rinsed, those clips on those on those channels, man. Like, it's burned in my retinas. Oh, gosh. Shout out, Rihanna. And for me, it's Black Eyed Peas. Kill me. Yeah, my humps. My humps. My humps. Relatable song. Uh, uh, <laughs> How many times have you met a girl down at the disco and you've said, yeah, 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 let's go? Many times. Happens all the time. I get a disco every couple of weeks. Actually, that's not true because I've got a partner now. But back in the day, oof, many girls at the disco. And they all said no. <laughs> Don't blame them. I mean, I mean, Ben, that's like the egregious part of that song. It's him saying, let's mix my milk with, was it milk with your coconut? Something like that. And then he says, milky, milky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, milky, milky. That's right. Uh, shit, I'd re- milky, I'd repress milky. that memory. <laughs> Holy shit! I forgot he said that. He's got some. He got some answering. Oh, he to said, do. "Mix your milk with my cocoa puffs." Didn't yeah, he? Yeah, milk. Like mix that? your milk with my cocoa puffs. Fuck. And then, and then, many years oh. later, Fergie had a song called Milf, and it was just all around milk. Oh, she did. She did. She did. Foreshadowing. See, we're so 2000 and late, and she's so 3008. Oh. It's just not a comp- We can't compete with Fergie. It's not fair. We could do a whole episode just quoting shit Black Eyed Pea lyrics. Like, it's actually. We've already. We, we did one, annoying. and we only, we only it's, quoted it's like five of them. It's so annoying how earwormy those stupid ass lyrics are. Boom, boom, boom. It's so boom, boom, fucking boom. hell. Will I Am is the that's his. It's Will I Am's fault. He he creates great music, but then he destroys it. Like it, he, he's, oh, he's he's like a he's like a megalomaniac. Is that the term? I, I, he's so, he's like 
I know that I that's the name the of a is. Muse album, but... <laughs> or Incubus album, I don't know the specific sorry. term, but, like, the, the, like that's that person that... Okay, no, he's not... Well, no, he's not. Meg- no. Megalomania he might be. Didn't he say that power? one of his songs yeah. got Obama into power or something? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, fuck, he's like... It's like... It's like creating... He's like, he's known... He knows he can create good shit, but he chooses not to. It's so... Anar- anarchistic? I don't it know. Like, it's kind of like those people that like, would ba- mix... It's like Banksy. It's like Banksy, right? It's like, let me mm. create this great great thing and then have it sell off at an auction and then get it shredded. Yeah, but I like but that. I guess the different, but the difference that's, that's with that... That's against capitalism. Yeah, but the... But 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 paradoxically, it now costs more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? but he can't That's control the... that. Like, I don't think well, he. But did... he, but but he or she knew that. But he or she knew that. Or they, like, who, they knew be, that would it happen. could be a collective. It could be. It could be anyone at this point, Banksy. Exactly, but uh, I guess uh, I guess I'm giving not enough credit to Banksy to comparing him to what I am. But Will I am? I Will I just... am is the person who mixes Skittles and M and M's in a bowl and oh, hands it ooh. at a party. And you take a handful and you put it in your mouth and you're like, what? Some of this is, what are you doing? Why did you do this? This oh, is that's stupid. Ju- that's criminal. That's yeah, cr- man. I'm going to do that someday. <laughs> I've never even attempted it. I've never had the self-confidence to do that. I'm I don't think I could, pe- I couldn't handle the blowback. <laughs> I couldn't handle the blowback. Imagine the face they pull, you jamming in M&Ms and Skittles. <laughs> it's a no from me. Oh, that would fuck their taste buds up. That would be Pulling all sorts of faces. Trauma, oh, that. All right, let's consider that all that random shit a lighter note <laughs> to right. finish there. Because why? Not? It's a genuine Please lighter enjoy. note. That one. I mean, yeah, it's just just shooting the shit at that point. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the fifth film podcast network, this has been digging digits. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm excited to hear the fifth film. Ben Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. Women's History Month. Coming next week. I'm excited for this first month one. Month of March. Um, yeah, and you will find out who they are when we get to them. You, you, you cheeky bastards. Uh, and with that said, until until then, hope you have a good week. Sure let's try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, peace. Digging in Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for this show is pizza and video games by bonus points. Thanks to Chill Hop Music for the ability to use. Socials through Fenement Hip Hop by Numbers, Bonus Points, and Chill Hop Music will be in the full show notes as well as names of projects reviewed wherever you're listening. This has been a Fifth Podcast or a production. Thanks for spending time with us. And we'll see you next time celebrating Women's History Month on Digging Digits.